The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Yerika. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Ah, thoughts on Tuesdays? It's, it doesn't really get a lot of love because we hate no. Mondays. Uh, you know what? One thing I'm loving is uh, just uh, how bright the sky is. <laughs> you know, the sun is actually up by the time I get here. Small things. I can see that things. brings us straight. Yes. <laughs> it does wonders, actually, for my mood. Yeah. <laughs> it really? Seriously? It doesn't feel like yesterday when I come to work. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm coming into work in yeah. the middle of the night. Yay. Small joys <laughs> of working the morning shift, folks. Yep. If you're on your way to work, it's bright outside. I so. mean, this is a team that works in some <laughs> ungodly hours. Yes. <laughs> in case you didn't get the memo. Live from Seoul. All right, let's jump into our first buzzword of the day. Uh, so there was a massive intermarket fire that charred dozens of stores yep. black. Uh, of course, a suspect was found and now he's in police custody. Now we're getting more details about who he is, yeah, his motives, mm-hmm. his records. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the man, the arsonist mm. who set fire to the Hyundai market in Incheon uh, burned down roughly, what, 40 stores? Yeah. Something yep. like that. Mm. Uh, he's been found to be a habitual arsonist. Uh, who has committed similar crimes 24 times in the past. And uh, he's also served 10 years in prison for those crimes. Yeah, so he is an arsonist. Yes. So according to law enforcement, uh, the 48-year-old man who was recently arrested uh, was sentenced to four prison terms for arson cases between 2006 and 2018. Um, Yeah, they're all for arson-related charges. So the number of arson he committed in 12 years reached 24 cases, like you said. Now the locations mm-hmm. of where he hits essentially yep. it, it varies a great deal that's right um we're gonna get to that in a little bit okay. but uh, he committed his first arson back okay. in december of 2006 okay. he apparently set fire to a pile of trash okay. piled up with lighters in front of the main gate of an apartment building in what is uh what was then namgu in incheon uh what is currently michuholgu uh the man also set fire to four vehicles uh you know the following year in 2007 he was in, eventually indicted on charges of arson of a vehicle and sentenced to one year in prison. And then the list basically goes on. Okay. In August of 2011, he also set fire four times in residential areas over the course of 30 minutes. Um, after being released from prison in November of 2017, he set fire to a residential areas uh, 10 times in March and in April. Uh, you know, nine of these crimes were committed over the course of just one hour at dawn. Okay, so it, it seems that in a night where he is inclined to set fire yep. to multiple locations, right. he doesn't just target one area, but he may just make his yes. rounds. There are some common threads to like, his crimes. Yeah, like he c- commits these crimes right. uh, very late at night okay. or very early in the morning okay. when there are not that many people okay. walking around. Mm. Um, like you said, uh, he usually committed these crimes by making several rounds mm. at night around the targeted neighborhoods. Mm. Uh, He was also drunk Mm. most of these times. Uh, His motive was never really clear. Mm. It seemed like he set fire to just random 
places mm. or things for no particular reason. Right, right. So yeah. I do wonder then, because he started somewhere. Yeah. Something must have struck. I, I, I fail to understand. But do we know what motivated his first arson? Yeah, then? we have some insight. Okay. I mean, uh, when he committed his first arson back in 2006, uh, he was unhappy with the way things were going uh, in his life. But the, the criminal acts that followed seems to have no coherent reason. Okay. Um, you know, it just, it's habitual. Okay. It, it's weird to say that I know. Um, he worked as a daily worker in and out of prison. Right, right. He suffered from various hardships in life and became deeply pessimistic about his circumstances, especially when he was drunk. Okay, so obviously none of these condones his behavior. No. I mean, he set fire to potentially incredibly dangerous situations, yeah. right? And so he served time for that. Yeah. And he's a repeat offender, but it begs, I think, a much bigger fundamental mm-hmm. question. What's falling short here? Yeah, right? exactly. Why are we allowing these repeat offenses to happen? Yep. Do we not have enough safety nets so that mm. he can recover and rejoin society? True. Things like that. You know, in addition to his previous incendiary convictions, mm. uh, he also served uh, two and a half years in prison for attempted rape in 2003. So this is a, a deeply, deeply troubled man. Right, right. So as a society, what yep. should we... <laughs> What should we be doing? Besides, I mean, calling him names. I'm seeing a lot of that online. I understand the anger. But what comes afterwards? And uh, how about these people, you know, owners of these 40 stores, you know, who had their entire livelihoods burned out over the course of... One evening. One evening. Yep. Uh, again, I, I fail to see why we're falling short. You said dozens of times. Yep, right? dozens of times. And that's when just when he was caught. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to leave it there for now because we don't have all the answers. Investigations are still unfolding as we yep. speak. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny how they named this story. <laughs> Three must-have housework assistants, popular among Korean newlyweds. Yeah. They come in the form of gadgets and gizmos. That's right. When we, <laughs> when we say, I mean, I... I translated the the term imunim uh, as housework assistance uh, but uh, we're talking about not actual people here we're no. talking about uh, home appliances it's funny. gadgets so according to a survey conducted worldwide by statista 82% of weddings around the world which were supposed to take place in april of 2020 were postponed uh-huh. in addition 11% of weddings in the same month uh, were canceled together um at this Statista is a Germany-based online platform specializing in market and consumer data. Okay. Now, that trend is seeing a major turnaround. (laughs) As things have started to normalize in most parts of the world, including South Korea, the number of weddings is on the rise, on a steep rise, in (laughs) fact. Um, Three years of COVID Mm. has changed so many aspects of our lives, uh, including our tastes and Mm. preferences for many things. Mm. That includes the latest trends Mm. in home appliances for newlyweds. I mean, we had these discussions, right? How we're spending more time at home, indoors, we're advised to do that. So I can imagine things like TVs, bigger TVs. Coffee machines became super popular. Not just like the regular kind, the fancy fancy ones, ones where they give you quality espresso, (laughs) things like that. And and I guess that makes sense. Uh, But in the past, essential Mm -hmm. appliances included, I guess, Simply put, refrigerators, yeah, washing, washing machines, machines, TVs, TVs, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now these days, popular home appliances for newlyweds include dryers, <laughs> uh, dishwashers, and robot vacuum cleaners. I mean, these products have been around for a while. I was gonna say, when it's it comes not to new. dryers, though, <laughs> and uh, dishwashers, yeah. 
Korea was quite late in catching on to the, the, the trend, should I say? I mean, when I was growing up in Korea, yeah. the adults used yeah. to tell us, oh, electricity is too expensive. We do not Correct. use a dryer and yeah. a dishwasher. Mm. So we had these hangers for drying our clothes yeah. during the god-awful months uh-huh. of summer, too. And there were no dishwashers. You know, have you, have you talked to some of your Korean-American friends? They have some funny stories to tell really? about dishwashers. Like, apparently, their, their moms never used dishwashers, uh. even living in the U.S., used them as, like, storage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found books in dishwashers. No way. I found clothes in dishwashers. <laughs> you name it, and it's, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so according to the latest analysis by Hyundai Department Store, preferences have changed a lot compared to just five years okay. ago. Uh, during the months of January and February of this year, the number one most popular home appliance was, can you guess? Radio. Just kidding. TV? Yeah. Number one is still television. <laughs> still television. It's, but, but it's hooked up to streaming, so maybe we've exactly. Exactly. Just a little yeah. bit. At second place was the dryer. Uh, at third place was the dishwasher. Mm. At fourth place was the fridge. And mm. at fifth place was the robot vacuum cleaner. Okay. Now, five years ago, uh, at number one pl- spot was uh, the TV. At second place was the refrigerator. Oh. Third place was the washing machine. Oh. And at fourth place, air conditioner. And at fifth place was the dryer. Okay. So refrigerators, which were the number one most conventionally popular home appliance, fell from second place to fourth place, Mm. while washing machines and air conditioners were pushed out of Mm. the top five Mm. altogether. Uh, Sales of dryers, dishwashers, and robot vacuum cleaners increased significantly Mm. from the same period last year. But uh, fridges and washing machines increased only by a single digit. I can't imagine a home surviving without a refrigerator or a washing machine. So you tell me, wh- why <laughs> why is it less popular? Um, the decline in the popularity of fridges and washing machines and air conditioners uh, is attributed to the recent increase in the number of houses with built-in ah. home appliances. So apartments come with these appliances, <laughs> gotcha. including fridges, washing machines, and air conditioners. You know, the quality just does fall short, though, I must yeah, say. Yeah, the built-in ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's smaller too. <laughs> They're always smaller. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the most energy efficient, yep. and they seem to, no offense, break more easily. Yeah. Um, now, post COVID nineteen, sales mm. of Bluetooth speakers, okay. beam projectors, and coffee machines have also increased significantly. So that's not changing. No. It's it's funny how our taste buds work. Yeah. If we've seen the fancier ones, we don't go back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My coffee machine is still working hard. <laughs> not in the mornings anymore, though. Uh, that's 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 one thing that Lena loves by the way. Uh, That's what I live on, actually, what I live for. So can you imagine (laughs) when I had to cut out coffee? All right, on to our third story today. This is my worst nightmare. Uh, Did I tell you? I'm actually... Scared of the water? Oh, okay. I know so many people who are. The open, open water. water. Pool is fine. That's a controlled environment. (laughs) So... Imagine what happens when you go snorkeling. Yeah. So you're you're underwater. You're enjoying the beautiful scenery there, and then you surface yeah. only to find that your boat, <laughs> uh, which you're supposed to climb on back on after you're back done, to the shore. yeah, back to the shore, is not there. What would I do on the surface? So a couple. This actually happened to a couple, right. uh, and they're suing a Hawaii tour company for mm. five million dollars. Uh, yeah, they're saying they were abandoned in the middle of the ocean. Uh, while snorkeling. Oh, they were snorkeling, actually, not scuba diving, snorkeling okay. on their honeymoon. Okay. So uh, the couple, they went on the snorkeling trip to okay. Lanai, which mm-hmm. is a small island near Maui, in September of 2021. Uh, the waters became turbulent, and then suddenly the boat was gone. Like, 
literally, you know, you know how when you're so focused looking at what's under the water, yes. right? And then you're, you're, you're breathing. Yes. Uh, so you don't, you don't feel the urge to like look up from time to time. You don't pop up no. regularly to check your boat is Mm-mm. there because your boat should be there theoretically. But it was not. And then they realized the boat had left. Uh, the couple tried to keep afloat. Okay. They tried to make distress signals. To no avail. Yeah, exactly. And then according to court filings, they ended up in even deeper and choppier water. Now, the newlyweds, as you can probably imagine, they started to panic, you know, and they struggled to swim in these uh, choppy ocean conditions. And uh, they they were scared. They were scared for their lives. They they knew that they were going to drown mm. if something or somebody didn't come and you know rescue them. But appara- apparently they're quite athletic, so they yeah. managed to survive. So they actually swam to shore. It took forty to fifty minutes of desperately swimming, and by the time they reached the shore, they were completely exhausted and dehydrated as well. Uh, okay, so if they weren't young, if they weren't healthy, if yeah. they weren't fit, uh, this all this entire story could have yeah. been a tragic ending so it it begs so many questions like did the accused company really abandon their customers you know what um what what surprises me like shocks me is that yeah. this company didn't notice that anyone had gone missing okay so i'm assuming the there boat. were multiple people yeah multiple people on the boat okay. yeah so okay. the couple's attorney said that the tour company was disorganized <sighs> uh, didn't give set boundaries to tourists okay. and uh they didn't even ensure snorkelers used a Body system, which is just the basic, right? Very, very basic. Uh, yeah. So apparently, the the tour company conducted headcounts three times, but still never realized this pair was missing until it was too late. Okay, because initially I thought five million dollar lawsuit, yeah. but maybe it's not just about that. Maybe yeah. it's about not taking safety precaution measures. Exactly. More seriously, I, I hate the open so many water. accidents happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the open water. Exactly. And and my fear will never be put to rest. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the conversation to you. I'll see you later. See you later. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.